Good morning, good evening, good night, and good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Nexus at Night, your weekly Vanguard podcast uh, about stuff. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And it's Girl Stout cookie season, so I'm eating Samoas while we're doing this. You mean uh, Caramel Delights? Oh, that's what they're called now? No, so it depends on County. Because uh, this just says Samoas. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, no, 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 the, the, the name depends on County for some reason, I'm not really oh, sure Oh, interesting. Why. I can understand it's like, uh, well, because isn't a Samoa a tribe? Like, I don't know. there's a tribe named Samoa, I, I, yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't a little know, racist, but... yeah. Uh, like tagalongs are called peanut butter patties in some other places, but there's like no reason that you should change that name, right? Right, right. Yeah. So like, um, it, it's just I don't know why. I guess some people were mad thing. that it wasn't descriptive. I guess. I mean, but on the box it says what's in the cookie. It goes Samoa. Oh, uh, you were cookies with yeah. caramel coconut. Yeah. It's You're making like the, the motto of our thing. channel. Reading is hard. True. Reading is hard, and uh, uh, what's it called? The Nexus at Night, the cookie podcast? Oh, always. Things? Always. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're always right. the cookie podcast. So, uh, uh, this episode is about a tweet that we uh, put out the other day where um, we, if you remember our episode about Italian Vanguard, like however, a year, a year plus ago at this point, um, this is about. Thai Vanguard in Thailand, uh, where they're a little, they're at the like the very end of G era right now in their meta, but their ban list and how they structure the card game from like the entire business model, which Matt told me right before we started, is very different. <laughs> yeah, so. so from what I understand, the business model for Vanguard so is uh, very much like a living card game. So f for those of you unfamiliar with the living card game, uh, there are many of those. There's like Netrunner, there's like um, uh, Legend of the Five Rings, there's uh, several versions of them. But basically you buy like a base set and like that comes with four of every, or four of every card you might need, like four mm -hmm. of every card in the base set. And then you can buy packs that come with four of it. Or I think actually for the Lord of the Rings base set, it came with one of each card, so you needed to buy three of them. And then, so you buy three of them, but then you have every card. Okay. And then when you buy the packs, the packs come with a play set of every card. Okay. Hmm. So, so then... Go ahead. So, it, like, everything is a trial deck, kind of, or you get a guaranteed right. set of stuff. Right. Or okay. maybe you buy four. I don't remember what a play set was. It's been a okay. while. I haven't, played, I haven't played Legend of the Five Rings, and, well, really since COVID started, so... Uh, and then I lost all my stuff in the fire anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um... So, from there, uh, so basically, like, you can just buy four every card in the set. Yeah. Rather than, like, you know, monkey around with packs. Or you okay. can buy packs for, and they do have packs available, but packs are for, like, higher rarity stuff. So, from what I, this is from what I understand. So, the idea is to, the, the, you know, money that you make from the game isn't so much from the, like, people buying packs, it's that, Usually, if someone wants to get the cards they need to get, they can get them. But it, but it's for the people who are like trying to like high rarity their stuff out. That that's yeah. where most of the sales. So you, you always kind of so with living card games, you always kind of make a so from your player base, you always going to make a baseline. Mm -hmm. Like your baseline will be like, oh well, I I want to buy like I'm going to spend like you know for like the core set for Lord of the Rings or for Legend of the Five Rings, you might spend like 100, 120 bucks just getting four of every card. Right, 
uh, for the core set. Then every time, every few months, a pack will a pack will come out, or every like month or so, a pack will come out. You'll spend twenty bucks and have all the cards from that. Yeah, and you'll okay. do this for a while. So it's kind of like initial investment's kind of high. Upkeep is relatively low, um, and you just kind of like pick up cards here and there, and you can pretty much own four of every card, no problem. I think for high rarity that... stuff, it will be it's kind of like you know gambling. Yeah, or like you're you're trying to uh, like it's mostly just for clout. Like you can still play the game without it. Like I'm I'm a huge proponent of that idea, uh, especially as somebody who's kind of not against. Uh, high raritying out your stuff. I'm just personally not going to do it ever again. Are the big belly has to be packs. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that it's like that there compared to everywhere else in the world, Italy included. Um, yeah, it makes uh, it 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 makes some sense in from Bouchard's perspective since like. Bushi is kind of like it's kind of they're, if they are lagging behind like regular releases, Bushi doesn't really have a reason. Like you want to basically get people in easier rather than like your market's not your secondary market's not going to be very large, right? Because people just aren't opening tons of product and uh, there, right? So you have to make it easier for people to obtain the cards they need, right? And I think a living card game makes a lot of sense in that regard. Mm-hmm. Of just like here, just get four of every card, no problem. Play the game. Do you think that there's a chance that uh, Boucher would ever transition into that kind of model, or like everywhere else? Almost certainly not. Bummer. <laughs> um, I just I, for for people listening to this in audio, the the funniest part of the everything that was going on of, of this entire time was Root Beer's head was mostly cut off by the bottom of the screen. So it was his eyebrows, the top of his head, and then the doll behind him. So it, it just kind of looks like the doll is him. The plushy yeah, thing like is, that. The plushy thing is very funny looking. <laughs> Go watch it on YouTube if you like for that extra dimension. Um, but yeah, that, that's uh, interesting in that they have this different model of even dealing with the card game, which means that this ban list now makes a little bit more sense knowing that information. I did not know that before tonight. Also, we should think about, like, with a living card game, since the yeah. cards are fairly cheap to ob- cheap to obtain and easy to obtain, that you could actually do a lot crazier things with a ban list that you otherwise might be shy away from doing. Right? No one right. wants to ban the $100 card. Yeah. Um, wasn't that kind of a thing near the, the end of uh, V... Was it V or G? Where where they were like they didn't want to piss off card shop owners, so they had to just kind of let everything run amok for a while. Um, yeah, but that was also because they fucked up V's format so badly they rebooted the game a second time. Yeah, yeah. After the uh, Nemain hit, uh, everyone was pretty mad. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you also, couldn't really like, do anything about Gurguit for a long time, or and uh, also things like random sudden errata of Riviere. Oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah, it just killed the card in every format. Yep, I'm not sure that card needed to be eroded, but here we probably are. not. But we we've talked about like eroded in general, where it it can be a more like precision solution to something, but it's, it's ve- too much. Yeah, mm-hmm. l- like it, it's hard to justify it because you got to be like, oh no no no, the, the the thing that's already out there, it, it's eroded. Like it's it's harder to do. Something like that, where the effect fun- fundamentally changes, versus something like 
the starters where you it's just one extra line of text that everybody gets. Yeah, you know? I've, I've said this before, but I really dislike erratas without like having an immediate reprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you just have cards with the wrong text running around forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's definitely and also been... like for Aradas, once you kind of get past the point of relevance where it's like this card is okay, except for the part where they made the effect much worse. There are probably people who could play Riviera against and pretend it doesn't have an errata. <laughs> it's it's been be like so long since that card has mattered. Yeah. But they'd be like, why are you not why is nobody playing this card? Oh, Oh, because it, it, yeah, that that would be one of those things where like, you know, the the apocalypse happens, or somebody walking around in the wasteland, they find Riviere, and they just never know. Because I wonder, if, uh, I wonder if it's even like good enough on Arada. Who knows? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, stay tuned for our April Fools, whatever it is we're gonna do. We'll figure something out. Um, but like uh, the what's it like uh, uh, Gluttony Nebros, where the original text just said equip gauges being put in a drop, but it's rear guards or equip gauges. Um, so every time I play against somebody, I have to pull up the card online, show it to them, like, oh, okay. That card is so annoying that that doesn't, that that hasn't had, like, a fi- like a fixed version. Yeah. Yeah. Because I ordered them online. This isn't even the, you know, thing with, anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> let's look at the ban list itself, because I think All that's right. where the, the meat and potatoes of this thing is. Let's not uh, make another God Hand episode. No, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, piece, that God Hand, huh? I have a piece of coconut stuck in my teeth if someone wants to get this started. Oh, uh, do you have the image? Uh, it, in our uh, little chat there, it, it, oh, oh, the, I see. No, no, I thought I yeah. didn't know if you had an overlay. Oh, oh no, I, I hadn't actually. Uh, oh no, it's all good. So uh, it has a, it's a bandless and a stride rule change. I thought we should just mention that. Mm-hmm. Yes, the uh, will looked, come into play. Uh, Gaskil, Morfessa, Ichikishima, and Ellie to one. Yeah. See, that's the thing is this is so unspecific because. Are they talking about the Stride Gas deal or the original one? It has what? to be the Stride Gas deal. Yeah, why would they ban the original one? And then Ichikishima, it has to be the other one, but that doesn't, does that even do anything at one? We'll get I to that. Don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh, Morfessa, I assume, is the Stride, not the right. uh, Great yeah. Two. And then Ellie. See, that's the thing that... is, like, do they have those, like, collection cards? They should. Yeah. Um, and then Ellie was that G-Guard that's like... I think that might be the only G-Guard that's... Yeah, that G-Guard's crazy. That G-Guard's yeah, crazy. It was wacky. Um, and then, what else do we have? Uh, Great for Gridora. Uh, so, you know, the Gridora from our that or, Order Colony um, deck list that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just really any Meta Colony deck worth its salt. Dark Lord Princess, the, uh, the Pale Moon Stride that can call itself to rear and stride something else with Drive Minus 2. Uh, and Katrina, the infamous Neonectar uh, stride that just called a bunch of stuff and then yeah. was broken and everything. Um, let's see. Magical Calico, the starter, the OTT starter that people are playing for of in deck. Uh, Enigmatic Assassin. Crook, which uh, I can't remember which uh, thing it was. A, yeah, it was a stand trigger that could enable a bunch of bouncing shenanigans. Mm. Is that the one with the weird like flute thing? Or like a whistle? Just got a I don't whistle think so. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. Uh, it's it's a Bermuda card. 
Yeah. She oh, right. she's eating a piece of toast. It's a piece yes. of toast. That's what it is. Okay. She has um, a piece of toast in her mouth underwater. Yeah, you it's run going to school with a toaster in your mouth. Yeah. What what is the deal with that whole trope? The like I'm late for school and then you're like tying your shoes with the piece of piece of toast in your mouth. Yeah, and they and then oh. they run to school and with a toaster in their mouth and they run into somebody. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that thing where their parents made them a big like big breakfast and they're like, they're not gonna take anything. Those this kids. is a this is a random aside, but there's this anime called The Daily Lives of High School Boys. Uh, it's an incredible anime. You should check it out. But they're like running to school eating breakfast. Like one of them starts with a piece of toast in their mouth, and then one of them has like a piece of meat that they're slicing meat off of. As yeah, they, as they and run the other school. one had like a bowl of ra- of like ramen. Or <laughs> it's so good. I, I'm guessing this is like a satire type thing, right? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh good. It, sure, it is sure. a comedy show. Mm-hmm. It's it's I, very funny. I might have to check it out. That sounds funny. Um, uh, and monochrome, the the DI stand trigger that lets you soul charge and unflip for free, Stupid basically. Cat. Yep, the cat. So that's all at one. Um, Cursed Eye Raven, the again Shadow Paladin put in deck top two, call him rested. Stands um, Doctoroid Refros and Dagda, which I can't remember what Dagda is. Uh, it's the Ritual 5 guy that uh, you retire grade 1, CB1, and when it attacks the Vanguard, oh, right. you can call two grade 1s from, uh, from, like, from your deck. From deck, yeah. It's it's like their way of multi-attacking, so mm-hmm. you can abuse the more Festus stride. Yeah, that um, card's really annoying. Like, really annoying. Calico, Bark Gall, I'm assuming the original Bark Gall, and uh, Kirf, the starter, uh, can't be your uh, starting Vanguard. Right. So starting just mm-hmm. with that, well... Get to the other two later. Um, th- this is a lot more stringent than most of the other uh, ban lists, which is interesting. Yeah. But you still have access to Castile, Ichigashima, Morpha, and Katrina. Yeah. It's weird Ichi- that Ichigashima was, like, absolutely destroyed in the in every other ban Yeah, list. it was just shot. Yeah, yeah. just gone. Well, because Ichigashima and Calico at one, and they don't have, I don't know, maybe it's okay with Calico at one and not first Vanguard. I don't know. It's also interesting to have Refros at two because usually they they put it to one to, one to stop looping. Um, yeah, I mean, you, I guess, technically could loop at two, but it's you can't hard. attack with Vanguard after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? it's it's like uh, what's it called, uh, Cola Magnum? Like you can do that forever if you wanted, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's, yeah. like, unreasonable to have reference that, too. I, just I don't think it is, either. Um, Raven, yeah. too, I guess, probably also similar ge- uh, goal to reference that, too. Mm-hmm. Monochrome um, to one, I think, does a lot and helps slow down Daimonis to that point, where it just having that being able to do it one time means that it might not be that kill shot that it was in the... In, the West. Yeah, they have they have a lot less CB to play with monochrome at, monochrome at one for sure. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you hope you, you find it, you hope you don't soul charge it, and like, it, you know, if you don't have a way to get it in the hand, uh, it, it might be in, if you get it in damage. That's all she wrote. That's it. Yeah, um, I think that's a, lo- a large part of why a lot of these like effect stands that were so defined late Giera. Mm-hmm. Um, were able to run rampant for as long as they did because they were their stands. Put them at four. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> that's not why you run them as stands. You run them because they have really broken effects. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, otherwise, I think uh, but Katrina to two is fine. I think mm-hmm. Neon Actor is pretty unplayable without it. Uh, yeah. They kind of went from pretty good to unplayable. Mm-hmm. And I think at two... Uh, Dark, like, Dark Lord Princess to two doesn't really do anything. Actually, with this list, and we'll talk about more about it later, I yeah. think Katrina to two is more than fine. You think it's more mm-hmm. than fine? With, with this exact list. Oh, okay. Oh, with this exact list. Because, like... I remember playing against you know Nexus Corpus Gabe. Uh, Neo Nectar is is his to him is what Great Nature is to me. Can I? Can I we might as well talk about this now then. Yeah. Uh, is the it. so there's a choice restrict actually with Katrina. It's it's yes. not just restricted to two. It's all with Lilga and uh, Gladiolus. And I think the Gladiolus restrict is pretty. Definitely. Yeah, like it, yeah. it makes Katrina more than uh, <laughs> not quite Arrow. as annoying. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot what Lil- Lilga is, but Gladiolus was their amber clone that allowed you to call something with the same name from deck. Something mm-hmm. from the, one of your guys. Yeah, so Katrina um, just ended up like, you know, being like, as annoying as soon as possible. It was like eight mm-hmm. attacks with like force markers and bloom going off. It, it was wacko. Um, but, at, you know, by killing, uh, killing Katrina, the deck doesn't really have anything, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think this is a much better... And they also hit with the Bloom PG. Mm-hmm. That's Lilga, I believe. Oh, that's what Lilga is? Uh, Lilga. So that's also pretty big. Yeah. But I think... Uh, listening to this episode and screaming at, You guys suck! Yeah. Hi, welcome PG. to the podcast. Yeah. I think this would be like a pretty like reasonable like trade, right? It's like, you mm-hmm. can have Katrina too, but... <laughs> yeah. Just because um, it gives them some some stride at least, like their G zone is atrocious now, right? And then um, having the choice restricts uh, with the Bloom PG, which allowed you to just like you could call like three of them and then have a, a hand of uh, PGs. So oh now, yeah, I love my opponent attacking me a billion times and then having three PGs in their hand is great. Yep. So <laughs> much less of a problem. Um. And then also, like even then, you like it, they can't go for the long run. You only get two of these. You only get one Ichi. You only get one Daimonus. I feel people are less inclined to just go for that immediately if they don't feel ready with one. Yeah, and the Daimonus also, ha- again, uh, we mentioned before, has a lot less C- C- uh, CB to play with because of the mm-hmm. monochrome restriction. Right. Uh, and what was the other thing? Oh, uh, Dark Lord Princess to two doesn't do all that much. Uh, Pale Moon usually kills you by second stride, but it, it does slow it down just a mm-hmm. hair if you're playing against a deck that can survive that first onslaught. Um, so, good choice, but I'm not really sure if that... Yeah, I'm like, not sure what it does. Yeah, like, late G-era Pale Moon was just okay, so it's fine. I think now Dark Lord Princess is, like, way crazier. Mm. But <laughs> it could be like we need to hit something or unsure what to hit, but yeah, I think <laughs> I don't think it really needed to be hit. Tier uh, can't be first vanguard, duh. Calico, duh. Like a lot of that makes sense. The next thing, while while we we're on the topic of choice restricts, so again, purple trapezist and uh, V series jumping drill causes a loop. Yeah, choice restricts. Uh, Finna and Potpourri. Um, which so potpourri is the um, is when it hits, you can bounce something and call something. Oh right, and then Finna turned off the on hit effects, and they just right. Made them. Yeah, 
Okay, so that was the really annoying thing. Oh yeah, th th that's the case here too, where they just choice restricted it to turn off the loop. Mm -hmm. um, Morfessa and Neman, another interesting mm -hmm. one. Um, this is old Neman. Neman, which Neman? Yeah, because we don't know how far. Or are they? Yeah, yeah they didn't say V Neman. I don't mm -hmm. think it's V. Is there another Neman? My high. There is a PG, a little Stolwich Neman, and then just the original Neman. Um, There's no way they mean the original Neman, right? Which that was. Oh wait, they have VBTO two. Oh okay. Do they mean V Neman here or? I assume they do. Wait here. What what set was? Because uh... this is an X set for ties. VEBO five. Uh, strongest team AL4 was uh, VBTO2, and if that if they are there, then I assume that's what they mean, because the original Nemen was like, what, discard draw two? Oh, there's a picture here, so we can see which one they're actually talking about. It is it is V Nemen, yeah? Yeah, okay, okay. so so that makes sense. It slows down the Morphessa stride mm -hmm. by doing that. Um Let's see. There's also a choice restrict between uh, the Gridora Stride and Heldemise, which is on play, rest one of your, uh, rest one of the opponent's guys, stand one of yours. I assume that's just to slow down Mega Colony because they saw what was going on everywhere else, and they're like, uh, Heldemise is such a sick common. I know, right? But it's like club. Yeah, it's like it's like one of the best grade th like grade th like random grade threes in Mega Colony, and it just mm -hmm. keeps. <laughs> it was played like all throughout. Like I think it was played in every V deck. I think so. A lot of it was so that that's the maybe stop order colony in the future or just they they they've seen it and they're like, okay, maybe don't. <laughs> Not gonna lie, this one's weird to me. But yeah, whatever. The mega colony does have other ways to get a you know a restand call a new thing during battle phase. I, I forgot the full name, but it's something with scissors in the name. It can call itself from drop. Uh, which is, you know, it costs more. So that's a thing. And then uh, there's a, the last thing is a choice restrict between the Ichikushima stride, yeah, stride and mm -hmm. Bobo. Heat element Bobo, the thing that countercharge, soul charge, and you take a damage. Um, uh, so not that would deny OTT at this point. Yeah. Why, what were you going to say, Rootbeer? Yeah, I was, no, I was just wondering what the logic was there. Well, because I think one of the ways to get around OTT doing stuff was to damage deny, you said, Matt, right? So by doing that, you prevent them from uh, self-damaging. Mm -hmm. um, which means they can't uh, do that. <laughs> so, There's still the other Cray Elemental that it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's not not on the not on the table quite yet. Yeah. Okay. So they'll probably cross that bridge when they come to it. But in the meantime, that there's like a legitimate strategy against OTT. So there is another change. Yeah. And that's a rule change. So they changed the stride rule along with probably better than the way it was changed for us. But we can talk about that when when we read it here. Okay. Well, before before you do. What was the stride rule before what it is now, where if you're on grade three at the start of your turn or both players are in grade three, you can stride. Right. Before that, it was both people had to be on grade three. 
Um, yep. And otherwise, it. oh, and the, uh, and then they made Sea Breeze to get around that. But if you kept rewriting, then they couldn't Sea Breeze. Right. So eventually they changed it. Now, what did Thailand do? So Thai, so Thailand changed it to you. You're so you still have the you can both be grade three destroyed. Uh, and or your and your opponent must be grade three, or your vanguard must be grade three, and your opponent's vanguard was grade three at some point in the fight. So what this stops is that like NLK reride into Rodia. Yeah. Right. Stops nightmare like, dolls. Stops nightmare dolls from rewriting into whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it stops the writing down to hinder to keep people from striding on you. I actually really like this change. Oh, me uh, too. Like. Because this is kind of like the one of the, one of the more frustrating things when you're like, all right, I wrote, you know, you you ride, you know, your opponent's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna do this thing and then ride back down. And you're yeah. like, very cool. <laughs> very cool. Oh wait, you killed me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, and it, I don't know, it feels pretty bad. But I usually think this change is all right. I think it's a great idea. Um, I, I yeah. wish they would do that. Although, this doesn't fix the, like, grade locking problem. Nope, sure doesn't. Oh, like, if you just can't ride, then they're... SOL? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the... <laughs> ride lines. <laughs> Guys, we got ride lines. Not in that... this format, but we got yeah, ride lines. Yeah, but also, like, great, uh, great stalling, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I get... Well, the... the the solution to that supposedly was your, you know, V series bosses are like enough of a form of pressure to want to mm-hmm. write up, but that's not always the case. Is the yeah. people just sitting in grade two that big a deal though? I don't think mm. it is now. I guess I, not. Yeah, I guess with like V series being introduced, that's not a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. Like most decks would just fight on grade two, mm-hmm. so it's not a huge deal. And you're just kind of like jockey for the, you know, force your opponent up. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But now they can't, like, cheese you by, like, going up and then going back down? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I guess, like, for that format, this rule change is better. Or for the current format we have. Yeah. Um, someone goes, uh, sucks to be a shadow player in Thai. Too bad. Yeah. <laughs> But this is hitting like a lot of like really like, big, big random cards. So like, mm-hmm. it definitely be a hard list to get away with here for sure. A uh, hard list to get away with in terms of the player, like reacting. people being yeah, people being happy about it. Right. I think, but I mean, I think it's an interesting list for sure. I'm not sure if it's like obviously I'm completely unsure if it's like would have been better at the time. I mean, probably, but it is definitely an interesting take on the you know early V G uh, premium format. What's interesting to me is that they seem to have less of a priority to kill, uh, and like you know, a, the top deck or a, a huge threat, and instead kneecap it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like you get a sledgehammer to the knee, but you can still keep walking. Yeah, um, they, sh- they should play Hellheart over there. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not really they restricted can. now. Uh, does this do anything for like really obnoxious? What's his face? Which one? Oh, fuck. You know, the big fucking dragon dude, the 4500 attack. I can't remember his fucking name right now. 
4,500 attack, big fucking dragon. Uh, 45,000. 45k, whatever. Or was it 35? I don't remember. I'm so confused. You know, the uh, one that was a grade 0 and a grade 4 at the same time, the double-sided fuck. Oh, oh uh, Gizeh. Gizeh, that's what he was called. Uh, no, it sure doesn't. <laughs> but, I mean, when has Gizeh been relevant? He was like it was, 20... he, was irrele- he was relevant for the beginning of premium format. Yeah, but that was like, he was quickly irrelevant, like, a little bit in. I think also once people figured out that if you just rush them, mm-hmm. because triggers now don't give power on damage, go nuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure you need to hit Gize. Hmm? Or I mean, maybe, yeah. the, maybe the OTD hits are just enough, who knows. Yeah, maybe. I'm just wondering if, like, mate. If this current environment makes that deck more obnoxious or not? Oh, good. Who knows? So, a very good question. I, I wish that I that we knew someone to talk right? to about this mm-hmm. kind of thing. This is. Um, I think this is this idea though is like super sick. Like, mm-hmm. if you're displeased, you know, if people are displeased with the format. Like, well, how can we fix it? Yeah. Or like a thing where okay, so Neonectar players are sad forever, you know? OTT players are sad most of the time. Uh, with this, I don't, I don't think they're that sad. I don't cry for OTT sad. players, I'm sorry. <laughs> what you say you don't cry for OTT players? Why? I mean, who cares? <laughs> They've had it good for too long. Oh, okay. No, we well, haven't. <laughs> they were good for, like, all of the original series and then just sucked after how that. Many, how, many yeah. times were they, how many times were they crazy in V? Uh, three? At the very beginning, and then, like, they became quickly irrelevant after that. Was and the then... Susano stuff any good? Or... It was fine. I don't think it was, like, meta-warping or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, OTT gets got pretty hit by pretty hit hard by the ban list each time, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, that, that yeah. part does suck for them, but I'm not... <laughs> I'm not that worried about where they're at. Yeah. I, I, I just more, like... The only Neo Nectar player I really know is the other Alvin from our group mm-hmm. and Gabe. And they, like, it, it was a large part of how they enjoyed the game. And to have an entire clan made irrelevant. Uh, yeah, uh, the Katrina hit felt, felt really bad for Neo Nectar players. Like, it made Neo Nectar straight unplayable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I think a list like this would have been a lot better for Neo Nectar. Yeah. And at least, like, still giving access to their pretty much their only powerful stride. Mm-hmm. But without, like, saying, like, okay, well, but you do lose something for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that any of these, like, you know, choice restrictions or anything like that could make their way into our main list and, like, be okay? I would really like, like, the Neonectar ones I would really like to see. Yeah. Um, but that one, I think, is the most, I think, that, I'm, that would, I would be interested in. I think uh, you, you can't let Gastiel Demonis out of the cage <laughs> ever again. No, it took it took long enough to shoot that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That that guy uh, is probably not coming out for a while. Um, I think the Morfessa one is interesting because um, Lord is such a you know ever present force in both V and uh, Premium. Um, mm-hmm. V is neither here nor there, but I think it would be cool to see. What they would do if they if you had that Morfessa Nemen choice restrict, uh, not necessarily putting the stride to one, but just seeing that happen, I think that would lead to a lot of different uh, deck builds. Um, 
putting Morpheus in a one would like if that got out of control, that's a way to curve it, but less interesting than the choice restriction. People would not be pleased with putting um, putting Morpheus astride to one. That's for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. That thing is so good in like every Shadow Paladin build ever that it's hard to justify killing it because then you kill. Actually, no. I think the clan would be all right. This is Shadow Paladin we're talking yeah. about. This Pelmoon hit still confuses me, but it's all right. I think the the wet you know the Japan and the West's version of that was the you know perps Paraton or jumping Jill, um, because Paraton was so like easy to do with the purple thing to just make a board out of nothing, and I think by like they did the Dark Lord thing instead of uh, curbing Paraton. Uh, I would honestly be more in favor of that than I would with what we have now. But I understand that what we have now is important to make Pale Moon not broken. Turns out so Pale Moon's so good, so whatever. Yeah. Pale Moon sucked for like the entirety of G, though, up until we got that Harry promo stride. Yeah. We oh, were yeah, terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that deck was ass. Do you remember that was me ass at the locals near UCR trying to get Pale Moon to work for the entirety of the time you knew me. Yeah, and and the, no. wait, the pretty much what we came to the conclusion is your stride suck. Your stride suck. Your stride oh, yeah. is fucking useless. Yeah. No, like you, you we, know. like the fact that you're like you're still playing Lunatech is tragic. Yeah. Lunatech <laughs> or like an on hit guy or Mephisto, which was like you had to flip and then you called one guy for every two things face up in G zone. What the fuck was that? was so slow and terrible and then finally they went on attack two in three out boom perfect didn't need anything like you don't need anything else outside of maybe the nightmare doll one now yeah it was pretty um, funny so yeah i uh, i think that's pretty much all i have to say about this particular topic i uh was there anything else from you guys or no i just i just i'm always excited to see stuff like this i think it's cool yeah it is super cool. interesting yeah, seeing like other formats and how they respond to like games that are ahead of them. And it's cool too because you know they get a little bit of retro- like it's a little bit of retrospect as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like they they can they kind of know what's coming in some sense, so yeah. mm-hmm. you know can kind of like mm, well, that didn't I think work out. like this hit will be good later as well. Like I mean, mm-hmm. enigmatic assassin's not getting any worse. Yeah, like, it's yeah. the, uh, what's it called? The game design equivalent of being able to see into the future. Yeah. No, like, these cards aren't getting, like, the mains aren't getting worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might as well choice restrict. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't want to end the episode quite yet, because I kind of wanted to, to people you who listen... To vent. I do need to vent. Uh, people who listen are patrons like Darren Cole, Josh, and Jeremy. Thank you to them. Uh, Patreon.com slash Nexus at Night. We do a whole bonus show every week, uh, Nexus Tangents. And uh, I told this story over, the, you know, during that episode that came out yesterday. Um, but uh, there was more to it. So mm-hmm. to make a long story short, essentially my phone broke. I went to take it in and it just never got fixed. Uh, don't take your stuff to you. Break I fix. By the way, they're terrible. They'll, they'll just forget. Oh, sorry, we, we forgot. It was it was on a desk. We it, it just never got. <laughs> so yeah, I got the phone back. Uh, you know, still not working. 
And hopefully they didn't charge you money for it. They did not. I, I made them refund me. Um, and then went on Twitter and complained to them. <laughs> <laughs> or just complained. And then you break I fix was like, well, we're sorry about that. We want to fix them. I don't want like you guys failed. Fuck you. <laughs> you string people yeah. on. Um, so the rest of that was, uh, I didn't really know what to do. And, um, I thought maybe, oh, maybe I can just go get my phone upgraded, right? Circumvent mm -hmm. the whole thing, just get a new phone. So I went to the AT&T store, and uh, I'm on a family plan with my sister, my mom, and my sister's boyfriend. Um, oh, wait, I froze. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Okay. So went to the AT&T AT store, and it's in the sister's boyfriend's name. And they're like, well, we can't upgrade your phone unless he's here in person or he has to make you an authorized user on the account. So I was oh like, oh, my God. Well, they're like, you're, you're going to have to call him. I'm like, my phone does not work. Can I use your phone? <laughs> yeah, it's like to call yeah, him. Call him with what? I'm trying yeah. to upgrade my phone because it broke. And then and then they go, well, we don't have a phone. I'm like, you're a phone store that doesn't have a working phone. That I can use a phone store. Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> they just really didn't want to give it to you. I have never been a proponent of pay phones before, but like that would have Damn, been a we need scenario. to bring back pay it's phones like sometimes. It's like, it's like when you're loitering outside of some place and you're playing and you're like looking on your phone and someone's like, Can I use your phone? And you're like, Oh, I don't have it. Yeah, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I can't go up to a random guy. Do you like, do you see what I look like? You don't want to, you don't want discount Chris Pine coming up to you. Hey, can I use your phone? It just doesn't, it's not going to work. So, I don't know who Chris Pine is. Uh, uh, the guy, he played Kirk in the Star Trek reboots. Oh, that guy. Uh, the, oh, JJ Abrams. Yeah, he was Captain Kirk. Young Captain Kirk. Anyway, so went back to uh, my workplace, borrowed uh, one of the, my coworkers' phones, called my sister, who then called me back, and she was like, "Okay, so he's in a meeting. Um, he'll he'll call you back at your desk phone." And he did, and he was like, "Hey, so you don't even have to get the phone upgraded. The way it works with us is we just bought your phone." So you can just buy a new phone and stick your SD card in it, and it'll be cheaper in the long run. I was like, okay, that's good. Hmm. So in the meantime, I then like I, I decided that was going to be my plan, but I tried one last time. Looked up a bunch of repair, you know, phone places in the area. All of them were like, we don't do Android, we don't do Android, we don't do Android. I got one which uh, was called Cell Phone Pro Tech Fix. <laughs> which uh, I mean, they I, all have names like this, I bro. trust them. As I said, as I said during the tangents episode, you never want like a you know boring white sounding. You want something that's being said by a Russian guy. Cell phone pro tech fix like that. <laughs> um, so I went there and it was an Armenian guy, and he was like, uh, "Give me like fifteen minutes." He comes back. He's like, "So it's not the battery." that's wrong. It's the LCD display. So it's charging, but it's not showing you anything. And I was like, that all, that's all you break die fix had to tell me was that. <laughs> and I was like, so is this fixable? He's like, yeah, it's, I, I'll, I'm going to, I'll overnight the stuff. And then, uh, you know, it takes two, three hours to actually like repair the screen and everything. Once that's done, I'm like, Oh good. How much is it? He's like 80 bucks. Okay, great. So, Nice. And, and I was like, wait, do you know if uh, it, it, 
what was going on with you break guy fix? Did they just forget about it? He's like, yeah, there's no evidence that your phone was opened recently. Like it, it was, there was a resistance when I popped it open, which means, so they just didn't even do anything. That's cool. Um, so he got the parts in like this afternoon and it'll, it's going to be ready in the morning. So base. Yeah. I went six days completely phoneless. Katie, how crazy was I during those six days? I was going to break up with you. There it is. Yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> serious. Yeah. Couldn't log into my bank account. Couldn't log into my uh, time clock app for my work. Couldn't log that means in. you started having conversations with people where they didn't want you to have conversations with you. Exactly. I had yeah. to listen to traffic. Not the band traffic, the sounds of traffic. Have you ever done that? Hasn't come out with a good album since like the 20s. <laughs> so just, yeah, that that was the whole last week. That's also why the... How many times have you told that traffic joke? A, a, a lot. A lot. It's, in, <laughs> it's in my act now, so... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, to patrons, this is like you're hearing all this shit again. I don't care. It's uh, <laughs> well, at I, least at least you found a, a nice Armenian guy to fix your phone. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. also uh, everything is so over centralized with phones now, and I'm I've become slightly more of a luddite because of that. Yeah, yeah, but I really hate talking to people. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like I listened to radio stations again when I was in the car. Uh -oh. I remember taking trains into LA and like being listening to music, like looking out the window, and mm -hmm. people would still try to talk to you. And you're like, "What is wrong with you people?" Yeah, I became one of those people. Yeah, that's what it's, I'm saying. Yeah, I it, couldn't it, imagine. Mm -mm. But like those people have phones, and they're just that boring of a person. I had no other choice. What was no, I? You to had do? a choice. You just sit there Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Alright, well I hope you enjoyed that little story in this episode. Um, you know, I already said the thing about the uh, where to find us. How about the rest of us? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Wiggums, two G's, two Z's. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. You can find me at Atlas Novak on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or you can check out my other show at Generation Dan on Twitter. New episodes every Thursday. Uh, Gen X, Y, and Z talking about stuff. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.